are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, HighRise.hr launched, uh, call it 18 months ago. They put up their first paywall about two months ago, converted 1,400 beta signups into 80 active beta users, and 12 of them have started paying, now doing $14,000 of monthly recurring revenue. Ezra launched with her co-founder. There's two of them. They launched their, I got a pre-seed round done in 2022, October, a million raised at a 10 million cap, now raising 2 million target, helping for a 20 million valuation, uh, managing dilution nicely here as they continue to grow. Again, they are core API for these enterprise tech tools. If you're a big company with a thousand FTEs and you want to connect all your resumes into your, you know, your, your, your instances like Oracle and SAP, they help you do that in a streamlined, seamless way using AI. Hey folks, my guest today is Agra Kagan. She's an accomplished two times founder, VC partner, investor, lecturer, board member, and author. She has an ex- a successful exit and acclaimed book on innovation and is now focused on building higherize.hr, which is AI based res- uh, resume parsing and a matching API. Ezra, are you ready to take us to the top? Yeah. Hi. How are you? Um, yeah, it's it, that's that's kind of about it. What you just told, I didn't that's know that it was that much. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about give give us a customer story. Tell us about how a customer is using you today. Yeah. So we focus more on HR vendors and enterprise companies. So we are like you have to think of high rise like um, AWS. So it's like co- a core API using your HR tech stack or in the tech stack of your HR startup. So we focus on HR startup, job boards, applicant tracking systems. Um, Those are your customers? These are my customers, yes. And then we have enterprise customers who use our API in their current system, such as um, Oracle or SAP or Greenhouse. Got it. So just to be clear, a company with maybe a thousand full-time employees that is hiring 30, 40 people a month might use your API to power and keep their Oracle, SAP, and Greenhouse instances up to date. Yeah. So what we do is we parse. So we extract data from resumes and then match it. We rank the best candidate. So we are not doing this. We're not the first one who are doing this, but we're the first one who are using technology that is used in 2023. So the Mm -hmm. difference is that when I was doing my first HR tech startup, that was like in 2010, 12, we were using AI based parsing and matching. And that was, we called it AI, but it was actually uh, keyword matching. That's not what we call HR, uh, AI today. That's different. So when you do, when you extract data from, when you extract data with basic AI and then match it with basic AI again, what happens is that you get a lot of mistakes in the system. So the systems that we're all using today, they're using, if they're using an outsourced API, which is 80%, they're using outdated technology to extract data from resumes and then match it. What are the Uh, most common outdated APIs people are using today that you compete with? um, So we have uh, Sovereign. Um, You have Afinda, which they're like in the middle. They're not that bad. And then you have Archili. Um, also not that bad. Sovereign is horrible and they are a market leader. And okay. with 
people, I mean, they can't extract data, so they can't read non-Word or PDF resumes. So what happens is, is that 30% of candidates who apply for a job, they get rejected not based on their skills or their resume, but because the technology can't read their resume. So you might be maybe a good fit for the job, but you got rejected and nobody knows that you just slid through the cracks or you don't even uh, know that maybe you were good for that job and you start to look somewhere else. So that's a major problem. So all HR tech startups, I love what they're doing, but what they're doing is uh, putting a bandaid on a system that is inherently broken and we're trying to fix that. And Ezra, are you in the market yet or are you pre-revenue? No, we're we're in the market yet. We just started two months ago, um, and we have twelve customers. Um, we have now around fourteen k revenue MRR. Um, it's going really fast. It's going. Yeah, really cool. fast. I'm going zero to fourteen thousand MRR in a couple months. So, when did you guys write the first line of code for the platform? What year? Uh, two thousand twenty-one December. Okay, December. Got it. So you've been at it now for about eighteen, nineteen months, something yeah. like that. How did you guys, and you, uh, I guess we keep using the words we, do you have co-founders? Yeah, yeah, I do. I have a co-founder. He's the CTO. He's the genius. Um, um, so uh, his name is Eren. So, yeah. But you negotiate hard, right? You keep more than 50% equity, right? How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell you're a killer. All right. So, so, so that's great. So you guys uh, split equity going in and have you bootstrapped it or did you raise capital right away? No, we first bootstrapped it and then we had an MVP and then we did a pre-seed. We got like Excel Springer and Porsche, which is APX. They invested in our first round, in our pre-seed round uh, as our lead investor. How much was that total? So in our pre-seed, we raised a million. They didn't put a million. They were a lead. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there were the first one who were like, yes, let's do this. So that was in December, 2021, or was this in 2022? That was around, that was in summer, end of summer. So that was around October, September, October, 2022. So just last year. Yeah. The market's sort of contracting at that point. How were you able to get that deal over the finish line? Um, I mean, obviously you have a VC background, so it sounds like, you know, how VCs think. Yeah. Okay. So. First, uh, first and foremost, I, I mean, I worked in VC for seven years. That helps because people know you. I had an exit. So I'm a second time founder. My co-founder is a third time founder. Um, so that helps because in that stage, you invest in people and we were strong founders. And then I reached out to only people I know in the VC industry. So I was like, I don't have a lot of time. I want to grow. I want to go in beta. So I just reach out to people who know me and I know them and I can be like, Dude, come on, let's do this. Right, the freaking check. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And did you do pretty standard terms? So like, you know, you sold 20% of the company, 5 million cap, something like that? No, our valuation was $10 million and we did like right. 1 million round on safe. Okay. So was it, so it was a safe, it was a capped safe, capped to yeah. 10 million? Yeah. Okay, I mean, I would say that's actually pretty darn favorable. So nice work, nice work managing early, early stage dilution there. That's great. And, and I mean, th- at that time, I mean, we were, we knew that open AI was going to do something, but at that time it didn't explode it yet. So everybody was still like, oh yeah, open AI is cu- cute, but it didn't, we weren't there yet. AI wasn't a trend like that. It, it was the valuations weren't that high. So back then it was a little bit more tough. Now it's easier. 
Yep. How are you deciding how to invest that cash? Or another way to ask that question might be you raised it nine months ago. How much of the million do you still have in the bank? How much do we have left? We have like around a little bit. So 250, 250K left, a little bit okay. over that. Um, so we still, we're still, uh, we, we only spend it on salaries. We didn't get salaries for us, for the managing team or the founding team, but just to get our developers in and, um, and then build and, um, so what does that mean in terms of full-time folks today? So we have seven people full and part-time and four of them or five of them. Now I just onboarded today a new one, but, um, uh, five of them are full-time. And so when you look at what your your burn is, how much runway would you say your 250k gives you? So we have we have around like 6 7 months to go. Okay. Does that make you nervous in the market we're in? Like do you see a path to growing into profitability just from customer sales or do you have to go raise more capital? I am raising a new round. I I'm just shopping around. I'm telling everybody what I'm doing. I'm in Paris now at Viva Tech. Okay. Uh, which is I don't know if you you're in the states, right? I'm in Austin, Texas, yep. Yeah, so you wouldn't know, but uh, France is like, oh, we're also on the map. So you have a lot, 100,000 people in the city now, 10,000 startups. Elon is coming in on Friday. So it's pretty big. So you have uh, you have a lot of people here, and I'm just like walking around, meeting people. And um, so what are you and- targeting in your seed round? How much? We want to raise $2 million. We we okay. don't spend a lot on salaries because we got half of our our. Our tech office is in Istanbul in Turkey. Oh, great. Um, so it's 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 cheap for us to build, cheaper. And do you think you can um, raise $2 million and only sell 10% of the company again? Do you think you get a $20 million valuation? Yeah, yeah, I can. Interesting. Okay, well, that, that would be amazing. And then what's the thesis? Where would you invest that money? Um, again, salaries, but also sales and marketing. Now we're going to, we want to grow. We, yeah. we pr- we've proven that we've, we can build, it's a good product. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't like, there are not no any errors. It's, it's proved it's tested and now we can go uh, wide. And Ezra, when did you launch the pricing plan? Um, Just two months ago. Wow. Okay. So in two months you've added 14, uh, 12 customers, 14 K of MRR. Tell me about that. That's fast growth. How'd you find and close the first 12 customers? We had like a very long beta uh, stage. So we start, our first beta release was in October, November. Um, and then we had a lot of customers, you know, that were testing it be- then. Were, so were they actual we, betas, Ezra? Like, did you, when they signed up for the beta, did you say at the end of six months, if you love it, you need to start paying three grand a month? Or did you wait to negotiate price until after the beta was done? No, I, I wish I did that because I didn't. I uh, uh, I started negotiating after uh, after I launched, which I think we would have more MRR if we did it. If we, you know, yeah, you can't do do everything perfect. So, when you so. sort your customer list at the end of betas from like the most likely to pay versus the least likely to pay, what column header in Excel were you sorting by? Was it like number of API calls in the beta program, or number of team members on board in the beta program, or what was the activation metric? So for us, it's more like when you, so it's the stage where you are, where you need our API. So there were a couple of startups that were using our API and they were building on our API. So after three months and you build on an API and you built your own company, whole company around that API, you can't go back. So it was like, was it, was it once those engineers built on your API, you couldn't measure the number of API calls they were doing per day? 
Yeah. So they build and they're active. That's hundred percent. Yes. So what, yeah. So when they, so it's like how much you integrate our product in your system. That's one metric. So how far, how, how many products you use and then how often you use it. So we had like customers that were using it a couple of times a week and we we're like, Oh, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Very. How many, how many folks sign up for the beta program? We had a lot of beta users. We had 1,400 beta uh, signups. Um, wow. and I think we had like 80 ac- actual users. 80 active users. And then you converted 80 of the active ones into 12, 12 of them converted to customers. Because we're not a consumer product. So I did have wide reach. So I yeah. told everybody to sign up. So we had 1,400 signups. And then once you launch, it's like, well, I'm not an HR vendor. I'm not an enterprise company. So I think that a lot of startups, when they say like, oh, I have this many, like, um, you know, signups, that sounds great. I can have 10,000. But Mm -hmm. how many were actual customers and companies that you want to do the beta with? Yeah, yeah. You you converted 80. Of the 1,400, 80 were your like ICP, your ideal customer profile. And of the 80, you got 12 to pay and you're only two months in. Do you think you convert more of those 80 to pay over time? Yeah, we're we're working on them now. And then we also have like customers or beta users that wanted to become a customer, but wait a little bit more, like I said. So I think these are the ones that are going to bring us a lot more revenue. We have one really big job board. That's going to yeah. be amazing if it happens. Nice. That's awesome. Well, I love your story. We're out of time for today. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, Ezra, your favorite book. Oh my God, my own book. <laughs> What's the title? Uh, Disruptive Innovation, How to Win in Times of Change. It's get It will get released in July. Okay. Released in July. Very good. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh God, yes, uh, Bill Gates. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your company? Um. I think um, Calendly, Calendly. I love Calendly. I couldn't live without it. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, Five to six. Okay. And with situation, married, single kids? Um, Yeah, I have a startup that I'm married to and I'm dating my startup. And it's also my kid and my my team (laughs) and my kids. Not not married, no kiddos. And Ezra, do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 37. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. Oh, God. Um, sleep less. <laughs> Guys, because, there are- because, because you you know, you know that, you know, after a while, after 10 years, you're like, oh, I, oh, I could do with less sleep. Could have more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, HireEyes.hr launched a call 18 months ago. They put up their first paywall about two months ago, converted 1,400 beta signups into 80 active beta users and 12 of them have started paying now doing $14,000 of monthly recurring revenue. Ezra launched with her co-founder. There's two of them. They launched their, I got a pre-seed round done in 2022, October, a million raised at a 10 million cap, now raising 2 million target, helping for a 20 million valuation, managing dilution nicely here as they continue to grow. Again, they are a core API for these enterprise tech tools. If you're a big company with a thousand FTEs and you want to connect all your resumes into your, you know, your, your, your instances like Oracle and SAP, they help you do that in a streamlined, seamless way using AI. Ezra, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much. Thanks.